Welcome to Geek Nerd Tech on Black Hollywood Live. Today, Mark and Zuck, Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk get into it. Elon Musk get the Hyperloop cracking, and Comic-Con is over. Let's go. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Live's Geek Nerd Tech. Here we go, yo. Welcome to Geek Nerd Tech, a Black Hollywood Live, a show you break down tech news and nerd culture from a black and brown geek perspective. I'm Joe Braswell. That's Five Dog. On my left is Achilles Shine. Yeah, man. In the building, man. You got to uh, see Tribe this weekend, didn't you? I did. I did. I went to FYF. I did not go to Comic-Con for the first time in, in, in a minute. Right. I decided to go to FYF to see uh, to see Tribe and uh, and with, with my daughter. And uh, it's awesome. It was good. It was really good. It, it how was, how were they post Fife? Uh, I was. You know, I think I left. I don't know. I was trying, I, when I left, I was like, they're like a seven. Mm. And then I was like, I thought about it more. I'm like, all right, they're like an eight. But everyone I talked to, everyone was right. like, they were like a ten plus. So what? Tip did all five lyrics. How did that? Work? No, he they they played they did audio. They, okay, they played, played the record. They played the record, which which I think is a way to go, because you can't really do five's verse. Right. Like if you're a real fan, you don't want to hear you tip know do it. consequence. But right. it was, but it was you know it was tip consequence and uh, and uh, it's Roby. Right. Um, I'm not sure Jerobi or Tip were very sober. Oh, really? Especially Jerobi. Oh, wow. But like sloppy. I just felt Jerobi was a little. Oh, he's you know, too loose. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> and Tip's more. I mean, Tip's professional, but he definitely messed up about two or three times. Wow. He like like, like fumbled lyrics. Fumbled lyrics. Timing. Like what do you mean? Uh, well, Shahid messed up twice with the timing on 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 the on the on, on, he's on, done, he, on he's the coming in. Yeah, of course, on the, he's still decks. doing it. Yeah. <laughs> he's doing a lot of live, which we respect. So it's like it's almost like you like to see that because it assures yeah, you that he's not just pressing a button. Exactly. You know what I mean? So uh, so he has a couple little mess up mess ups, and then uh, I, I'll excuse those. Uh, Q-Tip had about two lyric flubs where he just did a little a song, a song, a song, a song, but I'm back, and I'm back, you know, you know. Mm. And then uh, and one like just started the song in the wrong place. Oh, that's yeah. huge. Yeah, that's huge. You know, I mean, I get the the lyrics. He just came flow, in but... on the wrong on the wrong count. Ugh, you know, okay. came in early or late or something. I can't remember what I mean. Okay. Started over. Well, but, anyway, hey, Legacy Group, baby. Legacy Group. No, they, I'm, look, I'm, I'm not complaining because they were dope. They're always dope. It was huge. It was. I mean, I saw them at. Rock the Bells in 2010, mm-hmm. which was felt about as big. That felt like that was about, I don't know, 20,000. This was like, this was like 40,000 people. Right. So it's as big as it gets for them. And um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I just really respect him. What I did hear him say is this is our last, you know, tour or our last performance in LA as Tribe Called Quest. I believe it. So uh, that felt special. And yeah, anyway, and um, everything else was dope. Tours dope. Your favorite run the jewels they they killed. Uh, Solange killed. Um, I didn't say for all of Frank Ocean, but heard he killed. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was good. It was good, good, good little festival. There it is. Um, but Comic Con hopefully it doesn't overlap with Comic Con next year because that was a bad look. Yeah, I mean, you could look. you could do both. Do you one, could. one day at Comic Con, one day at the festival. That's that was my plan. My plan was to go do one day at Comic Con and come back, but I exactly. didn't make it. I mean, didn't make it. Yeah, whatever. Uh, all right, so. Uh, uh, lots to talk about. Elon Musk is in the news. He's 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 tweeted out. Uh, it's kind of a Donald Trump, um, sure. It's kind of a Donald Trump style thing where like you tweet something out, but no one has verification on it, 
it's almost like you, you got the inside scoop. You can't wait to tell people. So you just tweet it out. Trump does this a lot. Don't, Elon Musk tweeted out that he's got verbal, um, the verbal okay from the New York to Philly, Balt- Baltimore, D.C. Hyperloop. Yeah. So New York, Philly, Baltimore, D.C. It'll take you from New York to Philly in 30 minutes. 29 minutes, baby. Um, so that means he's got verbal government approval yeah. from all the, I'm, from, I'm sure from all these municipalities, and he must get from the states as well. He's got to do that drill underground. His company is the boring company. He's got that big thing, like you just bore through mm-hmm. the earth. Um, and uh, I mean, this is fantastic. It's true. I mean, 30 minutes? What do you think of this? I know you're a big Elon Musk fan. What do you think? I think it's amazing. And I, I would definitely not make the comparison. Of Donald Trump to Elon Musk, <laughs> I think that is a, a shot, is a shot, shot fired. Um, but I think it's amazing that you know he's been developing in this space for a while, and we talk about um, disruption, talk about transportation disruption. Like this is this is as big as it gets. The fact that this hyperloop technology can you know move faster than you know our current uh, flight technology, you know for for like uh, commercial flight technology. So. It, I mean, the hyperloop goes between 700 to 800 miles per hour, and the fact that he has, you know, every intention to not only build the the East Coast infrastructure, but also do, do it here on the West Coast, from LA to San Francisco in 30 minutes as well. And right. I think that is an amazing thing, and it will completely, like I said, disrupt and shift how we think about transportation, how we think about harnessing, you know, the, our environment to be able to facilitate that transportation. And the fact that he's that much closer to it actually being manifest, that's amazing. I mean, the fact that it's multiple states and the bureaucracies of multiple states, counties, cities, and all that stuff. Like, he has to be able to figure out all those legalities and how all that stuff is regulated. But the fact that he's an inch closer, a step closer, I think is pretty fucking cool that we could have this, yeah. be on this, like, yeah. <laughs> experience this. Like, that's well, I mean, fresh. And, if you get the, and then the California one is like, you know, L.A. to San Francisco in 30 minutes. Right. Uh, and, you know, for, for it, it's $6 billion for that for price tag. It doesn't seem like it's that much money to build that. $6 billion doesn't seem like it doesn't feel like it's that much money. And I feel like... Maybe not for him. <laughs> no, I mean, just for, even for anybody. For, like, if, if the state wanted to pay $6 billion to put that in, or taxpayers wanted to pay $6 billion, I don't know. I mean, it's for me to say. Well, it's, but, it's, more, it's more than just building it. It's like, how do you protect it? Like, how do I you mean, manage it? Safe. Like, I mean, all yeah. that, you know? I mean, that's, it's, it's going 800 miles an hour. Exactly. Are you going to get that thing going 800 miles an hour? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Man, I didn't know what to say. I, I, it needs to be running for like, it's like a new roller coaster for me. It needs to be running for like a year. Right. Oh, jump, okay. I'm not going to be the first dude to just jump on Twisted Colossus. Okay, well, hey, like, need, you, you, <laughs> you can take that five-hour drive to, uh, be, to, to San Fran. <laughs> I don't want to be like going to burst of frames underground and doing 800 <laughs> miles an hour, like big up an Elon Musk. Anyway. <laughs> but but the one thing I did like about this, which I didn't realize, which I should have even thought about this, is there's another version where you put your cars in there. Mm-hmm. So you drive your car in there, and you go and up and up thing, and 30 minutes later, you're in San Francisco with your car, exactly. whipping around. Yeah. Like, not that you need a certain car in San Francisco, but that's dope, though. Absolutely. The that's fact it. that you can transport whatever, you know, it's, yeah. it's big enough to facilitate that and I love the fact that the technology he's he's using or that he's invented or built is that it makes the tunnel but also creates the infrastructure at the same time yeah. so 
and that's why he's able to you know to build this at such an accelerated pace is because not only are you just kind of like digging the dirt out and throwing it but yeah. no you're you're building it as you're digging which yeah, is pretty still, phenomenal that, that that is that is the key because before it's the old boring machines exactly. you go back you have to repave it exactly you go back and lay the track you yeah. know all that stuff now he's, he's doing it all at once so yep, all in one the boring company Anyway, uh, get your money, man. Get your money. I'm, I'm not mad at Elon at all. Um, I tell you, it's a little mad at Elon Musk is your boy Zuck. They uh, had a little, little, little tete a tete, little barb exchange. Um, hey, they're friends. O- over, they're uh, friends. Over, over AI. I mean, I think like you know, uh, Elon Musk is on record by like warning, like he's really on the whole like Skynet. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. AI will come. Yes. Us if we're not careful. AI will take us over, and yeah. we have to be very mindful of that. And Zuck is like, not so much. Oh, yeah. We got this. All we gotta do is, you know, make sure to make sure the code is right. I'm a coder. I know how to do this. I'm Zuck. And so there's a little exchange. Um, uh, I think the exchange is is healthy, and I think it's conversation building because it's not. I don't think Elon is saying that we shouldn't be about developing AI. He's just saying that we should be, be cautious, yeah, and we should you know make sure that we build I hand over the keys exactly. to everything. Exactly, that's all he's saying. Like, why why would anyone argue against that? Right. Like to me, that's smart. Like yeah. we should be we should be safe before it's too late. That's all he's saying. Well, I mean, and and and, and Zuck was just saying, you know, like, hey, look, we need to be careful. You know, uh, it's fine. I'm I'm optimistic that we can do this. Da da da. And Elon's like, I talked to Mark about this. His understanding on the subject is limited. <laughs> Man, that that was a shot. That was a jab. <laughs> that was shot like, fire. Yo, yo. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. But I agree. I mean, I feel like I feel like Elon is definitely in this space. He's been in this space. I mean. And you even, you know, listen to a lot of, you know, science fiction authors and different theorists. Like, they've been saying this for a number of years, and they call it technological singularity. Like, this is something yeah. that's been, this is a, it's a concept that people have, have been studied, studying and developing for over 40 years. So I don't think it's far-fetched for, for us to be scared, have some fear associated with it, because it's an unknown. We don't know that, that the machine we're making now that might do the simple task might outpace us. We don't know that. Right. So... Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I, I, I'm with Musk. I'm well on record being with Clear, Musk on this Clearly, one, so. you're not on Mark Zuckerberg's team. <laughs> <laughs> clearly. Another, another reason to lie me against Zuck. Right. Um, moving on. Uh, so your boy Trump. Nah, nah I was always that. Trump uh, is running his mouth a little bit. And he's just saying that he's, he's saying that like Apple will build three big, beautiful plants in the U.S. of A. And they may. But the point is, is that Tim Cook hasn't really like disclose that yet or announce that yet so because it's kind of like come on dog i thought we were talking this is between me and you but trump has made it very clear that like yeah because that's, that's anytime he, he can brag that's what he campaigned on he campaigned yeah. on that hey he bring more jobs to america and keep more american companies companies in america and one of those companies being apple so of course he's going to run to the bull, bullhorn as soon as there's the potential of that yeah but um and i think the the bigger story which i'll throw back to you is like the tax breaks that that donald trump is trying to in employ with these companies because if you look at Apple as a company and their their reserves, their money is not in the states. The reserves, their money is in international banks and they can't really bring that money back over as fluidly because of the right, current laws. And right. so Trump's Trump wants to disrupt that. Right. Giving incentives to these companies to, to bring more uh, bring more jobs and stability back to the country. But the fact is is like will that happen? Um, the question is will that happen if if Apple is allowed to 
kind of like get the one-time tax break to get 200 plus billion dollars back over here right. like will they create more jobs for us that's the question yeah that, that, that's that's interesting and i will I, I would like to believe that you know that that tim cook and apple and the tradition of apple has always been sort of american 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 although they do do a lot of stuff in china so who knows who knows what the loyalties lie? And, I mean, you know, the loyalties lie, lie with the people or with the dollar. Right. Our corporation. I read an interesting stat that Apple has enough money to buy every professional sports team in America. Baseball, mm-hmm. basketball, hockey, and um, football. They could buy every single team. They, they have every enough team in every league. And still have $90 billion left over. <laughs> Damn. So they could buy every NFL team, NBA team, NHL team, and MLB team. And have ninety billion leagues. left over. Still got ninety billion <laughs> for snacks. That's retarded. That's that's retarded. That is retarded. Wow, that is retarded. I mean, yeah, that's that's that's, that's a whole separate thing. We think about what's going on. Well, that's a whole separate story. We talk about later. But just what's going on with in, in professional sports now, with all these billionaires owning the teams, it it, it changes the dynamic of what uh, what's important to these franchises. And like like Steve Ballmer building this new arena. He doesn't. He's not to make money on it. He's, yeah. He he just wants to build the dopest arena. Right. And everybody's like, "Well, how, what about this? How are you going to fill it? What, what about?" He's like, "I don't care. Yeah. Like, don't matter to me. It's my money." Exactly. Yeah, you know, and that's kind of it's, it's interesting. Whereas in the past, it was like, "We how we how do we make money off this stuff?" Right. It's just interesting. Interesting world we live in now. Uh, all right. Adobe Flash, uh, which is a pain in everyone's ass, especially Steve Steve Jobs' ass back in the day. But even you know, even now, I can't do anything without like having to download the latest Flash or Flash up to date. The Flash, it feels like they're like just in everything. Well, it looks like Adobe's trying to kill it for good. The yeah. Flash Player, which is I think is a good thing, right? It's definitely a good thing. It's an archaic um, piece of piece of uh, it's an archaic plugin. It's a piece of software that's just old. It's like old. it's not really usable now. I mean, we talk about most of these developers are using HTML5 and other things that are more open source. And so Flash is too limiting. And and like you said, it's susceptible to um, security breaches and all sorts of stuff. And so, I mean, I like the fact that Adobe... I mean, I'm a big fan of Adobe as a company, what they've been able to do with creative tools. And the fact that they're saying, you know, hey... We we developed this, we invented this, and it was for the world to use. But now we're gonna we're gonna case close it. We're gonna put it put it underground and maybe create something even cooler. Yeah, but do, do you, you know? think they have something already? Have they wait? Are they? I guess one of the question is: Do you think they're gonna rule out something else in replacement? Or are they just gonna I don't, fo- refocus on their creative tools? I mean, they have Adobe CC Animate, which includes a lot of a lot of functionality for developers. And I think Flash was a part of that functionality. But I don't think they're going to create something new that's going to change the game because I think everything is bleeding in and we've been like, it's not, it's not like the old days where, hey, you created an app or you created a piece of software and then you have to use something else. Like everything is like combined now. So they would have to create something like completely game changing and different. I don't think it'll be a standalone. That's what I'm saying. Got you. Got you. Okay. That makes sense. Flash sucks. Uh, Flash is terrible. I I agree. I I have nothing to add to that other than Flash sucks. Uh, I do have stuff on this though. Lyft um, is, as promised, getting into the uh, autonomous game. They open a brand new self-driving division that develops develops its very own autonomous and ride-hailing technology. In other words, uh, yeah, they, they've they've got their own stuff, their own platform, so that you will be able to get you know you know call your car, and a car will come to you mm-hmm. wherever you're at with yeah. nobody in it, and whip you to wherever you need to go. And that's it. I think that's all fantastic. And it just got me thinking with all, you know, Lyft and, and, and Uber, especially, and all these other companies, 
got a lot of praise for a lot of the people that they're employing for sort of taking over the cab industry and employing normal people and really revitalizing the gig economy, especially in places like New York and Los Angeles, um, where the gig economy is so important for actors and other folks. Um, a lot of praise for that. But now it just seems like they're all going heavy, heavy, heavy to autonomous. And what's mm-hmm. going to happen to, all the, to the gig economy? Right. They're all going to be on the street? Like, what, what, like it's, it's an interesting wrinkle to me. It's almost like a bait and switch. Right. Do you see it that way or do you think this is... I mean, I, I see that. I see. I don't see it as, as that. I see it as a landscape shift. Like we're moving away from, and we talked about this extensively on the show. We're moving away from a product-based society to more of a service-based society, and so products will begin to lose value, and people want more of the service. They want more of something being provided for them and making life easier for them. And so, hey, to free up the fact that you have to drive, it has a lot of pluses to it. Like that gives you more productivity hours. And I think I read a stat that said if the billion drivers of the world had autonomous, rode in autonomous vehicles, it would, it would, it would give about 50 minutes per person, which is twice the amount of time it took. So it's like 2 billion hours, right, of, of, of productivity time that it took to build the pyramids of Giza. Wow. You would have that in one day wow. if everyone rode an autonomous vehicle. Okay. So the fact that, hey, now you have more time to either have entertainment for yourself or to be you know, conducting business or spending time with your family, whatever it may be, that's going to add to the quality of Play life. Play video games, watch porn on the internet. I mean, this is whatever our, you would yeah. be doing. Ah! <laughs> it would add to the quality of life, and right. so I feel like Lyft, Uber, Google, all these companies trying to break into this industry and do that. I think it's it's, it's bound to happen. It's already happening. The wheels are already spinning. So okay, well, I, I agree. I, I just uh, I, 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 I those stats are very encouraging, but I still wonder about the displaced jobs and where those people will find jobs. But I'm sure, I'm sure they'll figure it out. But they'll find jobs doing something else. Uh, well, I, they have more time. I know where they can find jobs. They can find jobs at Dice. Let's go. Who is the leading career t- career t- tech hub? Uh, the champion for technology and professional citizen of of, of citizens of the tech community. Um, they're a place that you can find jobs, insight. They have over 70,000 tech jobs on Dice, and it's a place that, to be if you're looking for these things. It helps you find uh, up your salary, what you're getting paid, find out other companies that are looking for your specific skill set, so you can do your skill set that are on your CV. It helps match you to other companies that are looking for jobs on that CV. So even if you're not looking for that specific job, Dice will help you match your skill set. That's right. Inside your skills and then put it on towards other jobs is fantastic. That's awesome. Over seventy thousand tech jobs, as I said, range from software development to, to user experience, project management. Uh, tremendous uh, amounts of insights and jobs uh, around the job market. This, uh, let's see, salary reports and tools to fully understand how to stack how to how to stack you up. Um, here's what you need to do to check out Dice. Uh, Dice is your advocate for navigating your career, whether it means finding your next job or getting your pay raise or helping you come figure out your next career move. You can learn more about Dice at dice.com slash can you hack it? That's dice.com slash can you hack it? All one word. Hack your career with Dice. That's dice.com. Can you hack it? Check hey. it out. Okay, Dice, cool. baby. Dice. Uh, all right, so uh, this was really cool. This has been in the news. There was a um, set of conjoined twins that were born um, joined at the chest and, and then with the heart, and they were able to, doctors were able to use sort of 3D and basically virtual reality technology to go in and not only just see exactly model 
what the surgery needs to be. But actually, go in. I saw the video of this. I'm actually like you yeah. know manipulating stuff together in a room, and they all got the glasses on. Right. And they're all like and plan out the surgery using 3D technology and, and VR and AR technology, right. and then go in and then rehearse it yeah. like multiple multiple times down to the second. And then successfully did it. Yeah, that's dope. And, and do it in record-breaking time. They had, they had estimated that it would take 14 hours to do it, and they were able to do the procedure in eight hours. But I wow. think it, I think it's amazing that I mean we go from X-rays to CAT scans to now having this type of technology where we can do a tour inside the body. Like we can go inside a cell and do a tour and be like, right. okay, well, what's what, what you have in there? Right. The fact that they were able to do this and have, I mean, they, I think it was like a 200 percent um, chance of of the the procedure going bad, a 200% chance of it going bad, and they were able to be successful because of the technology. This is a, a, a happy story. It's a great story, a great usage of how we can harness the technology to do good for humanity. Right. I love it. And I, I hope that the twins are able to survive. I know that the article said that they're still recovering, yeah. and it's, it's, they're still not over, you know, out of the danger zone. No. But the fact that they were able to do such a sophisticated procedure and be successful is, is worth applauding. Yeah, it is. And it, 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 it such a book builds well for all kinds of different, uh, in, you know, surgeries involving, you know, uh, vascular surgery and brain surgery and all kinds of crazy stuff, man. A to Z. I, yeah, the, the, the future is, uh, is, is bright in that way, and that's good. Um, so congratulations to Paisley and Paislin. I'm not going to say anything with that, but, like, that is their names. Um, all right. My other, uh, my other um, black... Uh, what's my show? Black Black Mirror. Mother Black Mirror nightmare is finally coming true. It was comp- the Wisconsin company will let employees use a microchip. Goodbye. <laughs> it's, it's it's fully voluntarily. I know, but you, you'll, you'll just implant it right here. So it's right there. It's a little chip, and instead of your key card, it'll open all your doors. So beep beep, and it'll also help you buy snacks. <laughs> <laughs> so at our work we have the Thank you, you. Know, at our office we have the big snack thing and it's all fancy you get your card you can get your cash this one you can just whoop. so just be like yeah, and the you doors access denied I'm cool on the key card oh, the man. key card is not a hassle for me yeah. I pull it out I put it on the thing I difficult. walk in not yeah. a big deal we don't need to solve that I don't need the key card inside my body. I'm sorry. No, I mean this is this is this is Black Mirror step one. I mean, really, I mean, so do you have anything to add on this other than it sucks? I mean, well, I'll ask you a question. Like, why do you think that we see this? I mean, because obviously it's a cultural thing. We don't really see this technology adopted right now, currently. Or I, I, I'm ignorant to these stories domestically. We only right. see them in like Europe. So, do you think it's a cultural thing that people are more open to this? Based yeah. on maybe environmental reasons or whatever. I mean, that's that's that, that could be an interesting take. Yeah, it, it is. It is. I, I think that um, I think it has a lot to do with you know how it has a lot to do with uh, you know how we view our rights and our civil rights and our history of of, of, of of sort of rights violations and and everything from that's in our constitution from free speech to I mean, it's just, it's, it's just it just feels so invasive and it's something that we as this particular country um, in theory. Or was founded on a set of rules that you know uh, that, that allow us to be you know free individuals, and it right. seems like that this is is an invasive property when you're a company or the government or everyone else. Well, you still have the choice. The, the company's not you know saying that you have to. Of course, these people are signed up for it. Like, hey, I'll do it. Like, yeah, I know that, that's the sad part. It's just right. again, remind, again, it's 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 it's, uh, it's Black Mirror. Like in Black Mirror, they explain how everyone voluntarily wants. Everybody wants it. It's mm-hmm. good marketing. Like, here's, here's all the shit you can do for you. You need one. 
Like, Dang. put one in. So if they said they give you a raise if you put one in your in your hand, we'll, uh, gi- we'll give you a raise. They'll, that, that, that's scary. If every Walmart employee <laughs> who employs, you know, the, the largest employer in one of the largest boards in the world says, good news, employees, we're going to give you guys all a $10,000 a month yeah. raise. It's, it's, yeah, instead, raise. Instead of the minimum wage being X, we're going to bump it up yeah. $2. $10,000 more a year on top of your things. And, and good news, you get a free implant <laughs> in your neck. <laughs> <laughs> Just helps us track you. Yeah, people would do it. Yeah, everyone would do it. Who wouldn't do it? Yeah. That, that's the sad part. So I don't know. I don't know what this means. Uh, all right. I do know what this means. Let's move into some pop culture, some fun stuff. Uh, my oh, wait, boy, are you saying technology is not fun? No, oh, my gosh. You know, implanting <laughs> things in your, in, your, in your hand and your neck to get some snacks. <laughs> not fun. <laughs> Open doors. Uh, but uh, my man, Neil deGrasse Tyson, is joining forces with uh, your guy, George R.R. R. Martin. Your guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mad at George R. R. Martin, but man, he's—I don't know—he—he's—he's uh, he doesn't look like the healthiest guy in the world. Oh Although I do love Game of Thrones, just not the healthiest cat. Um, anyway, they're joining for- forces on a space video game. I love now, it. Obviously, George R. R. Martin, creator of Game of Thrones, he is a builder of worlds. You know, worlds. Yeah. I mean, like he Westeros is an entire world that exactly. is very detail dynamic so yeah. uh to do this in space odyssey and for a video game with the brain of neil degrasse tyson who is a huge sci-fi guy and also a science guy right you know so he's a science guy and a science fiction guy mm-hmm. um this is uh exciting right oh super exciting i love the fact that he's behind this like i love that it's an opportunity to be an educational tool while also a, a tool of entertainment yeah and the fact that it could be used you know within schools within the education system um, I think that that the, the 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 possibility of that is, is exciting to me. But I love the fact that hey, that while you're playing something, you're also learning. Like I don't I don't know of too many games that actually do that in science. And so the fact that I mean, what I'm trying to say is this is an open space. Like this yeah. is a this is a good move for him because no one's really in the space killing it. So like yeah. maybe this would be a great opportunity to implement it. Within, like I said, the schools. So. Yeah, it, it, it'd be fun. I think it's a good opportunity to utilize, you know, video, what their video game technology to educate, which kids are playing video games, they can learn something along the way. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I mean, Neil deGrasse Tyson's NDT's goal is to get kids reinvigorated in not only not only STEM, in STEM but yeah. like in NASA and space travel. Like we have this whole generation of, of, of baby boomers who grew up like yeah. wanting to go, go to, to the, the stars, moon and exactly. go to the stars, and that's how we all this innovation. And now, and the innovation that came from the space program gave mm-hmm. us a lot of stuff we get we got today. So mm-hmm. it's not just like going to going to the moon. It's like the innovation that came for us trying to go to the moon. Right. So if we're trying to go to Mars, it's not about getting to Mars, which people are like who wants to go to Mars? That's stupid. It's the innovation that comes with. Be you know figuring out how to go to Mars that will yeah. help us here on Earth. So, and I, I love the fact that he's exploring different forms of science. It's not just space exploration. It's not just you know astronomy. Like he's dealing with physics. He's dealing with materials and chemistry, the malle- malleability of the different things. If you put them in different environments, like yeah. that's interesting. And then you're yeah, able to play is. a game, and you're yeah. able to have like these group dynamics. So like you could team up and stuff. Yeah, I think that's fresh. Yeah, it's fresh. Who knows? We'll look, we'll look, we'll look some of that. Uh, right. We'll see. Create your own planet. Um, this is this is mixed reviews for me. Mixed news for me on this. And I, there's something back here, but uh, Warner Brothers allegedly is trying to phase Ben Affleck out of the Batman role. Hmm. They got planets. They said his future is in doubt as they try to figure out what the franchise is. And, and there's a couple of things behind this. I mean, as they, first, you know, they they 
just two years ago, just three years ago, they bestowed him the entire Batman franchise. They made him Batman. Mm-hmm. Then that was the first move. Then the second move was we're going to let you direct Batman and start it and write it. Yeah. And he did that. So then in the middle of that, he pulled back, pulled back I'm not because direct it. He too much, it. Yeah, yeah, too much, too much to act and, and, and write. I'm just going to just act in it. Yep. Hired our boy, uh, what's his name from Apes, who's uh, who's dope, yep. to come in and, and do some stuff. He has a great take on it. But the problem is, um, uh, Matt Reeves, uh, director of, of uh, War of Apes and, and the Apes trilogy, Matt Reeves has a trilogy in mind. Yeah, like he's like, I got a trilogy. I'm trying to and, extend this, baby. And by the time the first Batman comes out, Ben will be like 50. Yeah. So, I mean, by the end of the trilogy, you have a 60-year-old Batman. Exactly. Will, like, it, will his body be able to hold up? Will well, he be able to, to have the look? Not only that. I mean, you know, what they're saying is that the underlying undertone here is that, you know, Ben Affleck, ben Affleck is not exactly Tom Cruise. He's, you yeah. know, we, we know he, he likes to drink. Yeah. He likes to drink a lot, likes to gamble, likes to be out. Like, he gets in shape for his movies, but the question is, Does like it, said, his yeah, body, your body changes at 50. Exactly. You know, so, uh, now, so, Will, so do you want a 60-year-old Batman? And, um, and the I question mean, is, is this more about Ben or is this more about, I, I believe the story behind the story is Ben has been troubled. He's been in, in out of rehab. He's been troubled. I think that this has to do with their fear of you know, putting the whole franchise on a 50-year-old Ben Affleck who's an alcoholic. I mean, it probably is some of that. This probably is like I the, love ben. the more palatable story they're going to run with. However, I think, it, I think it's a good story. I don't know if I want to see a 60-year-old person, anyone, right. playing Batman. Right. And I think that's the, the whole... The whole, I guess, the, the the blessing of DC and Marvel is that you're able to tell these stories over and over and over again, and, and bring youth and life back yeah. into these characters. And so, maybe they have to figure out a creative way to do that. And I think they were referencing in the comic books how Dick Batman, Grayson. exactly. So yeah. maybe they might do that. You know, who knows? But. Yeah, there's ways to do it. I mean, like, well, in fact, this Batman, the Batman they did in Batman versus Superman, is already the old. Right. I mean, the old Batman who's had a giant history. Right. I mean, Bruce Wayne already has a gray in right. him. He's older, distinguished. Robin's dead exactly. so there's already we've already skipped that this isn't rebooting back to an old Batman this right. is like we're already in the golden years yeah right yeah. in the golden years of Batman so I, I like that they're doing that and that's kind of cool that they're, yeah. that they're playing it that way but then how are they going to roll that over and, and look and Batman is Bruce Wayne so I wonder how they're going to be able if, if it transitioned Batman to Dick Grayson it's curious as to like how the Marvel, how long the Marvel Universe will keep that as Dick Grayson Batman before right. they reset back to Bruce Wayne. Right. Interesting. Anyway, uh, it's all very, you know, good problems to have, but uh, not good problems to have, but like interesting problems to solve. Uh, I do know this, uh, you know, since the. Uh, hold on, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta stop it. Then yeah. you say you didn't, you weren't a, were you a fan or were you not a fan of him in, in Batman versus Superman? Oh, I loved him. I, okay, I, 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 I think Affleck's saying. dope Batman. I actually think uh, Cavill's a dope Superman too. I don't blame them. I, I, I think I think the casting is fantastic okay. for both of those guys. I think they're both great. I just but the, I'm, I'm just not the Zach performance. Snyder. Yeah. Okay. I, I think I think I think uh, Cavill's performance is a little dry, but that's Superman. Superman is a dry dude. He's, okay. he's a Boy Scout. He's okay. just dry. You know. Um, I mean, I think that uh, Christopher Reeves gave it a little gave it a little more life and had a little more like twinkle in his eye, and, yeah. whereas uh, Cavill seems a little just kind of dead eyes on it. Yeah. But you know, I, I, I'm not mad at him. I think I think it's fine. I, what I don't like is I just don't like, um, you know, Josh. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, not Josh. Uh, 
Zack Snyder. Another Zack Snyder sort of dark, dark, dark world. We've known this a thousand times. So everything's just so dark and brooding, and it's kind of like the Nolan Nolanization of the DVDs. So it works for Batman. It works for the Dark Knight. Knows that trilogy. I know that everything needs to be so dark. So. Um, but to that point, obviously we saw what with, with, uh, Patty Jenkins did with Wonder Woman, and we we know now that Joss Whedon is doing reshoots. He came in like, I'm Justice re-. League? Yeah, Justice League. He's like, oh, first I'll do did a... Did you see the trailer? I did see the trailer. Did you like it? Four minutes long. Uh, I liked it better than the first trailer. Wait, no. I didn't ask you that. Did you yes. like it? I liked it. Okay. Enough. I liked it. Enough. I'm still... It's still very Zack Snyder-y. Still got some Zack Snyder stuff in there that I'm just like not... I still like... Something about the physics of the way they fight... Something about his the physics. <laughs> it is. Like, he, like, Aquaman will just, like, be oh right here. You, you don't like him at all. You no, don't like, 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 like look, Aquaman's just chilling, it's like, I'll be right back. And he just jumps 25 <laughs> feet in the air. Like, he didn't even, like, wind up. He's just, like, sitting here. He's like, I'll be back. <laughs> I don't know. It's just weird. And oh, then, my gosh. Uh, it's just, I, I really, the physics have to work. Well, like, it. if you see the King, like, the, 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 the Kingsman, the new Kingsman trailer, mm-hmm. That has some ridiculous, fantastical stuff in there, but somehow the physics on that stuff seems to work. Right. They seem to have all that. They want it to be rooted in reality. It's, too, it's too fantastical, is what you're saying. So, I mean, I, and it, and it's, it, it sounds ridiculous when we're talking about Aquaman and, and superheroes and Flashes and Batmans, but yeah, I wanna, there's still there's just, there's just some fundamental physics that's happening. It takes there. you it takes you out of it. I understand. But the interesting thing about this is Zack Snyder went in. I mean, um, you know, Zach, uh, Joss Whedon took over for Zack. He said, "I'm going to do a couple little reshoots. Mm-hmm. No problem." He went in and did some reshoots. He called everyone in. Uh, oh, I need to do a couple more reshoots. Called everyone else in. Now he's doing $25 million of the reshoots. Hey. That's like a whole other movie. Hey, they got to get it right. They can't. They, man, $25 million this is their next, on top of This is their next Zach's push. already 150 This is their next push off after Wonder Woman. They have to get this right. Yeah. They can't mess this up. So I, invest what do you that think money. That, is that about like, but Joss very respectfully is looking at what Zach did and was like, nah. No, I mean, hey, I'm the auteur. I took over. Yes, like you started it, but I'm going to finish it. And in order to finish it, it needs to have this tone. It needs to have these things built into it. And this is not working. Like I respect that, and I need this budget to be able to get it done. Yeah, or it's going to be, or you can't get whatever he wants. Yeah, it's it's too much money right now. But it's it's fact. I'm not mad at Josh for that. It's just like I just more of a flexing on on uh, Zach. It's like, I don't think that's a flex though, it's because like yo, if I if I write eight bars of a of a rap song and throw it to you to write the other eight, you might be like, this is not working. I have I, a different I, rhythm. I, I trash our eight. Exactly. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I might keep a couple words. There. <laughs> <laughs> keep the parts to say Keely. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, and then the other thing that was quite funny is, uh, you know, Henry Cavill's deep in shooting uh, Mission Impossible Six, mm-hmm. um, deep with that shooting that with Tom Cruise, and in that he has a full mustache. Right. And Paramount's like, he ain't shaving his mustache. <laughs> so that's not our problem. He's right. not shaving his mustache. Oh, that messes up our production. A goofy mustache. Uh, like you guys said. So so Joss already, they have to figure out how to digitally remove his mustache. mustache from every shot. That's crazy. So that's just that, that's the world we're living in now. That's the, that's the world we are in, Because <laughs> Paramount's like, we ain't going to digitally put on a mustache for y'all. Oh, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm with that. So anyway, it's an interesting world. Um, Dunkirk. Mm-hmm. 70 millimeter. Yeah, it's in now. He went in uh, Christopher Nolan, who's a, who's a big proponent of actually real film. Big proponent mm-hmm. of shooting. Hates digital. He hates mm-hmm. streaming. Hates Netflix. Hates home. Hates watching shit at the house. Yeah, like he's he's a film. Stuff. He's a film purist. Film purist. So he went in, and we and we already know for uh, Interstellar, he went in and re- re- retrofitted and fitted the arc light with the seventy millimeter joints and to make sure the sound was right. So you can mm-hmm. see it a great seventy millimeter. Uh, version of this at the dome, and that's when there's another more, another theater in there in Arclight that has a 70 millimeter joint. 
Obviously, the Dome was one. But he also went in and retrofitted the uh, Chinese theater mm-hmm. and redid that. So for the 70 millimeter IMAX joint, and that's supposed to be the way to see it. And that's right. where I'm going to go see this joint for sure at the IMAX. So uh, I'm super excited. I haven't seen it yet. It's supposed to be a masterpiece. What do you think? No, I, I've seen. I mean, I haven't seen it yet. Love the trailer. Um, I've heard nothing but great reviews. I've heard people say it's better than Saving Private Ryan, which I think is a huge statement. I've yeah. heard a number of people tell me that that have seen the movie. Wow. Um, and I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know the story about it being on seventy millimeter for the average moviegoer. Don't know if it matters. I think that where the technology is from the digital projection. I don't know if I don't know if the, if the average person is going to be able to like okay, this is a different yeah. experience. I get that, yo, it's a way bigger screen. Yeah, I understand that, and that that you know get, offers a better experience. But what, what you're about actually setting the IMAX where it's tall right, right, and right, right. wide. No, well, I mean that's crazy. <laughs> definitely crazy. Over here um, but I love the fact that he you know sticks to the I guess the older tradition, and I understand that when you shine the light through the film to the celluloid, yep. and especially being that it's bigger film, it's seven, instead of 35 millimeters, 70 millimeter, more light shines through, yep. and it gives you a clearer picture. So I don't know. I I would like to do a test. Maybe we go see, but we go see it in 70 millimeter, and yep. then go see it in just like yeah, a regular should, theater and see if it's yeah. different. I'm, I think I'm gonna go I'm, sometime in the next two days, two or three days. I'm gonna go see Dunkirk at the Chinese theater. So I'll sure. call you. We'll see what's up, and then um. Then we'll see it the digital. I mean, you know, he had like Interstellar was in like seven different formats. So right. I don't know. We'll, right, right, right. we'll see. Uh, let me run through these really quickly. Um, Wonder Woman two has a release date. No surprise. It's the nineteen December, uh, twenty nineteen December. Uh, fine, get it out. Hurry and, up. And hold on, it's the biggest uh, grossing action superhero film that we've had in the last thirty years. Wow. Yes. Um, so yeah. shouts to DC, Absolutely. shouts to Warner Brothers, and shouts to. Uh, Patty Jenkins and my girl uh, Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot, and women. That's right. Of wonder. That's right. <laughs> uh, I love that movie. Uh, saw it twice. And um, NES Classic is still sold out. I don't know. This is, they said this may be your last chance to get it, but it's, well, it's sold you. out. Last chance to get happen. it, but you have to buy this bundle with all these other things. I'm, I'm cool. You, you buy the super bundle for like nine hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, I'm cool. All right, this is a racket. And last but not least, uh, a lot of uh, Comic Con stuff. Uh, Infinity War teaser trailer, which they, which they showed at D23. Stranger Things trailer. Thor Ragnarok dropped. But most thing I want to talk about before we go is the apparently they showed some Black Panther footage, and that was like the hit of Hall H. That was supposedly the biggest response, the most raucous response. Everyone stood up, cheered, went crazy. Like, what the F did they show? Right. What I, I'm, I'm like dying to see this footage now. Hey. Everyone who saw that footage is like, you don't understand. Like, I don't know. Must have been hot. Hey, Coogler. Coogler, baby. <laughs> I mean, the whole cast and, the whole cast and crew. Like, I, I can't wait for this movie to come out. And I really hope that it... it, it you know, it's record setting. I hope that it's, it holds up narratively. And I mean, just based off the trailer and still images that we've seen, like everything looks clean. It looks good. Yep. I'm proud of the, I'm proud of the brother. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I'm huge jumps too. from Fruitville Station to Creed, Creed to now this. Like that's, I mean, who else can say that? Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, he's got, he's, I mean, he's got another movie. He's got Creed 2. Then he's got another movie. He's got the other movie than Creed 2. I don't know. I don't know that answer. I don't know. Wow. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited about that. Um, so good luck to uh, to Coogler. Oh, last but not least, what did you think so far of the uh, Wrinkle in Time trailer? I, I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. I think that's solid too. Yeah, it I thought good. it was solid too. Oh, good. Okay, I'll throw it back to you. Did you see Spider Man yet? Oh yeah. Did you like it? Uh, I liked it a lot. Best one ever. Best best iteration of Spider Man. It's pretty strong. 
Pretty strong. Uh, <laughs> I, I, well, actually, I, I did like. I think Spider Man Two with Tobey Maguire was really, really, really good. I think Spider Man Two was really strong. Um, I think that um, just for a Spider Man movie, I think the first Andrew Garfield joint because I like Andrew Garfield as an actor was strong. I better rank them. I would probably rank this than Spider Man Two, okay. than than the first Amazing Spider Man. Okay. But like, so it takes the cake. But Tom Holland's. I mean, like, man, like I thought Andrew Garfield was my, these Brits, man. Mm. Tom Holland's killing his American accent. Right, it's killing as a team comedy. Absolutely, like. The, the effects are great, one hundred percent. It's it's just really a wonderful movie, and 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 my boy Michael Keaton's like killing it. You exactly. Know? That scene in the car, yeah, that's a good scene. And, so, and, yeah. your, and your boy Donnie Glover was killing it too. Yeah, dude. Donald Glo- Glover. Donald Glover's <laughs> killing it, and also uh, 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 Mary Jane Zanetta. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. That's all I got. Anything else? Nah, man. Um, just exciting times, man. Exciting times in terms of television and film. So I, I love talking about this stuff and technology. Yep. So yeah, yeah, cool. a lot of, a lot of interesting things came out of TCAs mm-hmm. uh, this weekend, yesterday. So I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about that next week. Sure thing. All right, we will see you all next week. Thanks for joining us. Where can the people find you? They can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Akili Shine, A K I L I S H I N E. Where can they find you? On Instagram and Twitter at Joe K Braswell, and we will all see you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio. Instagram me, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. The views expressed here are those of the host owner and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.